next week. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, state media condemn attacks on the offices of the official Xinhua News Agency after another night of chaos in Hong Kong. The chief executive is to head to Beijing for talks with senior state leaders, and the consumer watchdog urges legislators to pass a law to protect the public from malpractice by beauty and fitness chains. The police and the government have condemned violence and vandalism on a chaotic night of protests that saw at least 25 injured. More than 200 people were arrested on suspicion of offenses including unlawful assembly, criminal damage, and wearing a face mask at an unlawful assembly. Police said the organized crime and triad bureau also arrested four men and a woman yesterday on suspicion of possessing offensive weapons after officers seized items including 188 petrol bombs, several extendable batons and cans of pepper spray. State media, including the Communist Party mouthpiece People's Daily, have condemned vandalism by protesters at the Hong Kong office of the official Xinhua News Agency. Windows at the offices in Wan Chai were smashed during a night of chaos on the streets. Francis Seat has details. People's Daily said that in attacking Xinhua's offices, protesters had trampled on laws intended to protect press freedom and had breached the bottom line of any civilized country. It said this was nothing short of a malicious attack on Hong Kong people's love for the country. The paper urged Hong Kong people and journalists to support the police crackdown and said the attack would not stop calls for an end to violence. Meanwhile, the state-run Global Times tabloid was even more outspoken, describing the attack as an escalation in violence. In an apparent reference to the news agency's role as Beijing's de facto consulate in colonial times, the paper says Xinhua was symbolic and played a vital role in the run-up to the 1997 handover. It said the attack had clear political intentions and amounted to a provocation to Hong Kong's rule of law, the central government and the nation. The Hong Kong Journalists Association and the News Executive Association have also condemned the vandalism. Riot police have been filmed manhandling a firefighter in Central who'd complained that officers appeared to have deliberately fired a tear gas canister at his fire engine. In a video clip widely circulated online, they grabbed the lone fireman and shoved him against a wall. In a statement this morning, the police and the fire service said the incident was a misunderstanding. The chief executive Carrie Lam is to make an unexpected visit to Beijing and will meet Vice Premier Han Zheng during her short stay. She'll head to the capital on Tuesday after concluding a previously announced trip to Shanghai. After talks with Mr. Han on Wednesday, she'll attend a meeting of the group debating the Greater Bay Area development. The Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs, Patrick Nip, will join her. Mrs. Lam returns to Hong Kong on Thursday. The architectural sector lawmaker Tony Tse has urged the government to think creatively to tackle the political crisis, combat violence and bring about meaningful change. Speaking on RTHK's Letter to Hong Kong program, Mr. Tse said widespread conflicts as well as the global economic slowdown had affected everyone's livelihood. But he said a failure to tackle long-standing deep-rooted problems has led to much social discontent and crisis. The community looks eagerly to the government to show us the way forward out of the current turmoil. It is disappointing that no new solutions have been provided in the policy addressed. I hope the SAR governments could display unconventional thinking, team spirit, and execution capability in combating violence instead of just relying on only one or two officials a few bureaus and departments, 
and only one disciplinary force to tackle the problem. The head of the Consumer Council, Gilly Wong, says she hopes that the disputes in the Legislative Council won't prevent the passage of a bill to protect people who sign contracts with fitness or beauty companies. Legislators have started to debate introducing a mandatory cooling-off period for such contracts, but the process will have to restart if it's not finalized by the end of LegCo's term next year. Ms. Wong wants lawmakers to put disputes aside to address the issue. We are still cautiously optimistic about the possibility to have the cooling-off period to get legislated. Reasons being is it is related to the affairs of the public and many consumers when they face the surface of beauty and also uh, health club services, they have been encountering different levels of malpractices from the trade. So no matter how severe the protests are right now, we believe you know life goes on and people you know will continue to consume. It is very important to provide them the right level of protection. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Attempts by 10 Asian countries to create the world's largest trading bloc have floundered at a summit in the Thai capital, Bangkok, over demands raised by India. The BBC's Sanjay Dasgupta reports. If a free trade deal can be struck, it will knit together half the world's population and around 40% of its commerce. That is what will keep the leaders at the summit of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations in Bangkok busy on Sunday. They want a trade agreement backed by China and India. But India is worried about opening up key industries like metals and textiles to a flood of cheap Chinese imports which is why the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi sounded a note of warning, saying any move to open up his country's vast market should be matched by benefits to Indian business. The United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has warned Asian countries that they need to quit what he called their addiction to coal, as climate change threatens cities vulnerable to rising sea levels. In 2050, the, the research uh, has forecasted that 300 million people will be flooded by seawater in the world. And dramatically, the most vulnerable areas are exactly in Southeast Asia, in Japan, China, Bangladesh and India. Mr. Guterres said that the use of coal needed to be cut and new energy policies developed. The company that allows people to rent property online and through its app, Airbnb, says it's banning bookings by guests who use the accommodation for raucous parties. It comes after the deaths in San Francisco of five people when a Halloween party got out of control at a rented home. The homeowner said he'd rented his house to a woman who'd claimed that she was organizing a family reunion for about a dozen people. Instead, around a hundred people turned up. Technology journalist Ben Parr said the ban will be tough to police. It's going to be a very difficult time for Airbnb. So traditionally, they've been reactive. They have gotten reports and then they've reacted. What they're trying to say now is they'll be proactive. But how can they know if there's a party if nobody reports it? They're going to have a really hard time doing it. I think a big thing here is how much money are they going to be willing to invest to predict what parties, what events are going to actually be parties? The renowned Ethiopian long-distance runner Haile Geber Selassie has told the BBC he's concerned that fake news shared on, face, shared on Facebook helped fuel the recent outbreak of ethnic violence that left 78 people dead. The double Olympic champion called on the social media network to take down posts which were untrue and had the potential to incite violence. Don't forget, it's over 100 million people lives here in Ethiopia. We have to be careful. Uh, Rwanda was not uh, that far. Syria. Yemeni, Libya, 
Imagine what's, uh, what's going to be here in Ethiopia if something happening. Of course, uh, our prime minister is trying to bring, you know, peace. Well, sometimes uh, I don't know how it works. People have to work together, including, you know, a company like Facebook. Sport in South Africa. The parties continued all night as the rugby-loving nation celebrates its third World Cup victory. And fans there are saying that the national team has done more to unite the country than any political party. The victory over England and Japan was led by the first black Springbok captain and achieved through tries from black wingers. The governing ANC party told the team that sport was one of the biggest catalysts of social cohesion and nation-building. Here's the Springbok's captain, Sia Kolisi. The people of South Africa have gotten behind us and we are so grateful for the people of South Africa. And, you know, we have so many problems in our country. Um, but to have a, a team like this... We know we come from different backgrounds, different races, and we came together with one goal, and we wanted to achieve it. I really hope that we've done that for South Africa. Formula One, Mercedes driver Valtteri Bottas has taken pole position for tonight's U.S. Grand Prix in Austin. Bottas can keep his faint world title hopes alive if he wins the race, as long as teammate and championship leader Lewis Hamilton finishes no better than eighth. Hamilton starts in fifth. Cricket, New Zealand have levelled their T20 series against England, winning the second game in Wellington by 21 runs. They set the visitors a total of 176 for eight and bowled England out with a ball to spare as Mitchell Santner took three for 25. To end the news, our top stories once again. State media condemns attacks on the offices of the official Xinhua News Agency after another night of chaos in Hong Kong. The chief executive is to head to Beijing for talks with senior state leaders and the consumer watchdog urges legislators to pass a law to protect the public from malpractice by beauty and fitness chains. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. I've been reading books of old, the legends and the myths, Achilles and his gold, Achilles and his gifts, Spider-Man's control, and Batman with his fist, and clearly I don't see myself upon that list, she said where'd you wanna go, how much you wanna risk, I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts, some superhero, some fairy tale bliss, just something I can turn to, somebody I can kiss, I want something just like this, do